Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. Join us today as we explore the word-giving, insightful solutions for day-to-day living. We pray this message encourages you throughout your day. You can also visit www.thrivechurch.me. Now, on to today's message. Happy 2018 Thrive Church. How are we doing today? I want to uh, welcome our Chesterfield location attendees uh, and also our Richmond location guys. We're all here today in one place. Um, also, those um, on Facebook Live and online joining us. Man, it's great to have you guys with us. We actually had this morning, um, we did all the precautions we could. We put a heater on our main. We drained the pipes. Justin Morris did everything above and beyond. We got there this morning. I was getting phone calls before I could even get my son buckled into the, uh, the car seat. It's like, we have no bathrooms. It's like, Bathrooms, smathrooms. Bathrooms are overrated, right? Like Jesus went to the cross and died for our sins, and he, he was beaten, and we could hold it for an hour. No, and, then like, yeah. and then, of course, um, our staff talked sense into me. They're like, no, 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 we can't do that. Um, the kids, it's like, oh, yeah, kids. Ah, kids. So at any rate, um, that's why today we have pulled out chairs. We're going live on Facebook, um, and we have so many of you guys joining us today here at the Richmond location. Thank you for being here. Um, it's cool to see everybody joining and jumping in uh, to make this happen today. We're actually in a new series. For the next four weeks, I want you to, if you can, make a commitment to attend the next four weeks. We're going to be looking at four principles that are going to change your life. Because in 2018, you want to change your life, right? You want to make some change. And so this series is actually designed to help you do that. Not only that, but check this out. January 28th, we're going to be embarking on what we call the Making Change Challenge, meaning this. You can sign up starting today. You can go online onto our website, and you can sign up for the Making Change Challenge. And here's what that is. January 28th, we're going to journey with you for 90 days. The first 30 days, this is what's going to happen. You're going to track your spending, right? Yeah, oh, really? And so, so you have an app where you, and, and we don't know what you spend, so it's not like we, we get the information, but, but you'll get to track your spending and figure out what am I spending so much on. And if you're like me, when you figure out how much you're spending at Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or Wawa, we were like, whoa. Like, I could take, take a second mortgage out with that. So you're going to track your spending the first 30 days. We're going to give you resources. We're going to journey with you on that. The next 30 days, you're going to actually look at developing a budget. If you're single, it's you and the Holy Ghost. Y'all going to develop a budget. If you're married, um, you and your spouse can really look at your budget for 2018 and figure out how do we get out of some of this debt that we're in? How do we begin to snowball some things? We're also going to have a Financial Peace University class small group over at our Chesterfield location. You can join in and get crazy Dave Ramsey crazy, right? My friend was streaming the game last night. He's like, man, I'm like a minute and a half behind you. He's a Falcons fan. He's like, do not, do not tell me what's going on. He's like, Dave Ramsey is making me watch this streaming stuff and I'm behind everybody else because he went crazy on the Dave Ramsey get out of debt plan. The next 30 days, you're going to look at how is God's kingdom a priority in your finances? So you're looking at your budget, when you track your spending, you can find out what you value. If you, if you love cheeseburgers, you're going to spend money on cheeseburgers, right? Like, yeah. If you love some coffee, you're going to spend money on coffee. Well, if you love God's kingdom, you can actually track and say, wow, this is how generous we are to the kingdom of God in, in our life. And so for 90 days, you'll get a chance to make change in your life. And not only make change, but you're going to make some change. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 through, like through this, you're going to find yourself to have freedom 
in your life. So this series, the next four weeks, here's what we're going to look at. Four principles that will change your life. And here they are. It's less is more, stress is bad, giving is good, and tomorrow matters. Did you get that? Some of you all still zoned out. Less is more, stress is bad, giving is good, and tomorrow matters. Now, now you guys are going to help me out in here. We only have two sections in here, so you guys are going to help me out. You are going to have less is more. Can you say less is more? You're going to have stress is bad. Can you say stress is bad? Stress is bad. Amen. You're going to have giving is good. Can you say giving is good? <laughs> and you're going to have tomorrow matters. Okay, so you have less is more and you have stress and, okay, so let's do all four, all four weeks. Less is more. That's right. Good job. Four principles. We're going to be, yeah, good job. Give yourself a hand, man. Good job with that. So we're going to actually go through and look at those four principles. And, and actually, as you're preparing this last year and working on this, it really has changed my life. And my wife and I have had some crazy conversations about our lives and things that we want to see change in 2018. Today, I want to talk to you about the principle that less is more. Less is more. If you have your copy of God's Word, go ahead and turn to Ecclesiastes 4, verse 6. Ecclesiastes 4, verse 6, um, if you have your copy of God's Word with you. Now, we're taught in our generation that more is better, right? If one is good, two is better. More is better. Those who die with the most toys at the end win, right? And we're, we're taught that in our culture, and especially in America, we're taught that. But I, I want to really stress to you today that I don't think that's the case. I believe less is more. I first heard this quote, and this is weird, it wasn't in church or anything like that, but less is more. We were recording our first, um, or actually our second album, we're in a really great studio, and our drummer could play 180 beats a minute. We were punk rock, you wouldn't like it, right? Old school punk rock, and, and he was going, and, but he could do these fills and these paradiddles, and I mean, he could just tear the drum set up, man. Best drummer I have, I mean, just crazy. And while we were recording, the producer stopped. He said, Brian, he says, I need you to stop. He says, I need you to change what you're doing. He says, why? Is there something wrong? He said, yeah. He said, way too much. Way too much. He said, less is more. And when you're playing punk rock, less is more. He says, you're writing music for people who are not musically talented. No offense. <laughs> they, they can't keep beats. They can't keep rhythms. That's what some of us, when we clap, we're kind of like, you know, you're just like, like, kind of like folk clapping, right? Um, he said, you need to pull back because the song, you're making the songs cluttered and you're probably trying to impress your drummer friends when they hear you on the drums. But it's not for the people. It's not making a quality album. He said, less is more. Now today, I don't believe any of us are recording in studios and, and cutting albums and we don't have that drum problem, but we do have that problem in life. Our lives are cluttered. We have way too much going on, and we're trying to impress people that don't really matter instead of making music for the one that does matter, which is God and also for our family. And so I believe that we could take the same principle that less is more and apply it to our life. I mean, what if the greatest strategy of Satan for many of us is to get us more busy, to get us cluttered, and to believe more is better? You know the first lie in the Garden of Eden, the first deception? He said, you got this tree over here. It's the tree of life. But God's holding out on you. God's holding out. 
you need this other tree. And this is what you really need, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. More is better. They had everything they needed. But Satan came in and says, no, no, no. What you don't need or what you don't have is what you need. And many times we're still buying into the same lie thousands of years later that we believe more is better. And I want to argue today that less is actually more. We're going to look at a guy here, King Solomon. And this guy here, he wrote three books in the Bible. He wrote the Song of Solomon, which if you were here for Love Song, you know, you saw that and got to read some really racy stuff, you know, in the Bible. It was in there, right? Great uh, series on relationships. And he wrote that early on in his life. As a middle-aged man, Solomon wrote Proverbs about wisdom. And he was, one the, he was the wisest man ever God considered on the face of the earth. But in old age, Solomon had everything. I mean, he had a kingdom that was so great and a temple and a palace that was so great that the Queen of Sheba, who was not a believer, shows up and she's like, I'm giving praise to your God because your kingdom is so great, Solomon. You're, you're like awesome. Solomon even had 700 wives, which I believe he was the wisest and the dumbest man at the same time <laughs> because I can't hardly handle one wife, right? Anybody, any men in the house, don't say amen there. Just nod your head at me very, very slightly. But this is the guy who was the richest, the wisest. He had more, more, and more. And the book of Ecclesiastes is a book that should be called, So What? Why does it really matter? And so the guy who had everything, though I think he would say more is better, y'all, actually says less is more. In Ecclesiastes 4, 6, Solomon actually says this. He says, better is one handful with tranquility, peace, calmness, than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. We're taught two handfuls is better. The man who had everything says, no, 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 no. Better is one handful with tranquility rather than two with toil and chasing after the wind. Matter of fact, that's the only big verse we had today because I believe less is more. And if you take that one verse, and I'm going to just beat it into your hearts today, that one verse, and you begin to memorize that and internalize it, it'll change your life. Because then when you're confronted with more is better, and, and let's get this thing on credit, let's go into debt, let's really just do this, you'll say, no, 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 but Solomon said better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. So your big idea today to write in your notes, if you have your connection card with you, you can write down, it's simple, less is more. Your big idea is less is more. And here's the key with that. Less of what doesn't matter frees us up to pursue what does matter. Less of what doesn't matter frees us up to pursue what does matter. It builds margin in your life. Our time schedules are so full, we don't have time for what really matters because we're chasing after the wind. You know, um, I do have the, the privilege and also it's a burden to talk with someone when they're at the end of their life. Uh, myself or staff members here um, will go in and meet with someone. And the thing is, it's funny, when you meet with them, they're focused on what really matters. They're really concerned about their relationship with God. Now that's like really a concern. They're concerned about relationship with family. Uh, you know, are we, are we good? Is, is there peace there? They're also concerned about 
getting their finances in order and their family has something left. They're concerned about all the things that really matter. Now, now think about this. Imagine that you're told you have an aggressive form of cancer and you have one month to live. Just think about it for a second. You wouldn't be like, yeah, man, but man, you know what's really important? I got one month to live. These Jordans, I got to have them. <laughs> you wouldn't give a flip about Jordans, right? You wouldn't care about, you know, getting the things that you think that you, your house wouldn't matter, your car wouldn't matter. It's the things that really matter in your life that you will begin to focus on. And let's imagine this, because you have one month, one month to live. Or you're saying, well, I don't, so it doesn't really matter. It's a great hypothetical question. But here's the thing, man. We're all living on borrowed time. None of us are going to live forever, Right? And so here's what we can do today. Here's the beauty of today. We can start focusing on what matters right now. Right? Like 2018, January 7th, we have a chance right now to focus on what really matters. And less of what doesn't matter frees us up to focus on what really matters in our lives. As a matter of fact, Jesus said this. I, I, one more Bible verse. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I love the Bible. And Jesus is actually wiser than Solomon. According to Solomon's day, he was as wise as man ever. But I think we'd all agree that Jesus was the wisest man ever. And look what Jesus said in Luke 12, 15. He says, beware, guard against every kind of greed, for life is not measured by how much you own. Jesus, in other words, was saying, hey, stop being greedy, y'all. Less is more. That's the Kevin translation. It's not measured in the abundance of stuff that we have. And let me pause before I get into our points today. Well, here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying having things is bad. I'm not saying having a nice home is bad. I'm not saying having a nice car is bad. I'm not saying that having money is bad. So don't think like you're, like you're sitting there like, you know, when you got your car today, you're going like to try to get out first because you, you don't mind seeing your Mercedes. I'm not saying that, Right? What's bad is when those things have you. It's not bad to have things. It's when those things have you and cause stress in your life and begin to weigh you down in your life. So here's what I want to do today. I want us to look at what is a less is more living lifestyle. And what does that look like? So if you're going to be like, yep, I got it, Kevin. Less is more. Stress is bad. Giving is good. Tomorrow matters. I'm all in. Less is more. And so let's look at that. The first point is this. Cut back. Write in your notes, the first thing we're going to do in 2018 is cut back. Because we have more stuff than we really need. You know how I know that? When I drive through neighborhoods with garages, there's something strange that happens. <laughs> Nobody parks in their garage. <laughs> like my wife and I got a two-car garage because we want to put both our cars in there for days just like today, Right? But when I drive through, and then when they open their garage, it's like, whoa, like I'm surprised stuff's not like just falling out. Everything's filled up in there. And you're thinking, man, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but help me. Please just help me. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe I got this backwards. What is the garage supposed to, to have in it? What was it made for? Car. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but here's what we do. We put our stuff in a garage, and we can't put our car in there. And then some of us, not only, you know, we can't get our car in there, we pay somebody to store other stuff that we'll never use. So, like, we have all this stuff, just stuff everywhere. 
And so um, that's one thing my wife was like, no, 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 we're, we are going to, I don't care what I got to throw out, we're going to park in that garage. Because when it's cold, I like to get into a warm garage. When it's raining, I like that. We have way more stuff than we actually need because we believe that more is better. Now, if you're arguing with me today and you're a lady in here, let me ask you this. You probably think that like having more shoes is better, right? I know because I'm married. My wife has a rack of shoes, a whole rack of shoes. Matter of fact, we have a master closet. I'm not, I don't even have a space in that closet, baby. I'm serious. I don't have a space in there. She's got clothes everywhere, and she will often go through, she'll touch all of her clothes, look at all of her shoes, and what do the women say, men? I have nothing to Now, guys, guys, now I'm not just speaking on ladies, but guys, how big does a TV actually need to be? How loud does a surround sound system have to be? Right? How many more tools that you're going to lose and not fix anything with that your wife's asked about do you actually need? We have an epidemic. We have way more stuff than we need. So we need to cut back. We need to cut back. Um, matter of fact, some of us need to take the idea of we get one and we give one. Right? You get a new shirt, you give shirts. Like, you know, when I had to redo my whole wardrobe this year because I was able to slim down, I, I was excited about like, cleaning my closet out because I cannot keep any more of this in that closet. So when it fills up, I have to give, give away. My, my, my wife and I have, she have a plan for that, and we do that. Some of you need to give away a shirt when you buy a new shirt. When you get new underwear, give away your old underwear. No, I'm joking. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> but we, no, don't, don't do that. But the key is this, we've got to learn to cut back in our life. And that's why tracking spending matters. Anytime you want to cut back and minimize, start tracking it. Um, if you want to lose weight, just track how much you're eating in calories and carbs. It's simple. You're like, whoa. And you're like, okay, this costs this much and this costs this much. I'm going with this. My wife hit me one day hard. She's like, well, how much does that toilet paper cost? I was like, I just go to Target and just load up, man. I don't know. I need toilet paper and paper towels. I mean, I just, you know, ice cream. And now I'm looking at prices for the first time ever. Like now I'm saying, man, if, if I eat a breakfast sandwich at home and I don't go to Starbucks and use my Keurig, I can save X amount of dollars per month. And over a year, I can save this amount. And over 10 years, I'm literally saving, when I totaled it up over 10 years, $7,500. That's a lot of money. And you, some of y'all look at me, and I drink the cheap stuff. I don't drink lattes or frappuccinos or whatever they're called. I drink black coffee and put some stuff in it. Like, you know, that's what I drink. So imagine if you begin to cut back in your life. And that's what the Making Change Challenge is about. You'll get to track things and say, wow, this is how much we're spending. This is, this is where all the frivolous spending is going. Because most of our purchases aren't on the big things. It's the little things that get us, Right. And we're going to learn to cut back. Here's the second point. Not only cut back, the second thing we're going to do is we're going to clear out. We're going to clear out. And you've got to act on this stuff. If you just look at me and say amen and don't do it, it will do no good. Less is more will not work. But you're going to clear out. When my wife and I first got married and lived in Florida, um, well, when I first got married, but she was in school when she came back and we lived there, we had a 600 square foot, maybe smaller, little place that we lived. 600 square feet. Literally, our, our bed was a couch that you pulled out, and you, we put a mattress on top of it. We had to buy a little closet from Ikea and put it in there because there was not enough closet space at all. Like, it was tiny, tiny closet space. And we learned to live with that. So guess what? We were minimalist. We literally threw any and everything away that we didn't need. 
Whenever we upgraded, guess what we got? We upgraded in Florida. Our second place had a bedroom. We were living large. Now, our washer and dryer was like right beside the dishwasher in the kitchen there, like, you know, and we learned to live without anything. We learned to to be able to cut back and say, we don't need it. We learned to clear out and say, we're going to get rid of this. Matter of fact, um, when my mom and dad passed away in 2012 and 2014, um, I had the distinct honor, and I do say honor, to go clean out the whole house, clean out the storage unit. They actually had a storage unit that was this big, like literally, as, as a sanctuary. And my mom, before she went into hospice, we sat there and she actually had me mark everything and where to put it and, and it, what goes where. So it was marked. But I went through there and can I tell y'all something? I told my brother to, to like, I got this. He's like, you need me to help? Like, no, 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 I got this. Because he's sentimental. Right? He wants to keep everything. I literally was just throwing stuff out left and right. I was like, this matters. Okay, this is like, this box is the stuff of heirlooms. I filled up, listen y'all, two construction dumpsters by myself. Two construction dumpsters. I cleared out, right? And now we have the stuff that I brought home up in our storage unit as well. So when I went to Chesterfield, we first started the Chesterfield campus five years ago. When I went there, and I'm not, you know, some of the people that were originally there um, probably didn't know this. A few did, and they were agreed. There was a, there's, a, there's a storage unit out there. And if you drive, you'll see it. It's got like a garage door on it. I went out one day when I knew nobody would be there, and I, that thing was full of junk, people, junk. I threw it all out, cleaned it out, cleaned it out by myself. No, I don't want any help. We're not keeping anything. Matter of fact, if you go to the Chesterfield campus, and you look at our three- and four-year-old class, and you see the food ministry area, and you see the little, little storage area we have back there, the whole thing was just nothing but junk. I walked in there, it was just junk. I mean, we couldn't give this stuff away. Matter of fact, here's how bad it was. I, I opened one thing up, and it had junk, and I said, what is this? I began to pull things out. Guess what it was? It was a baptismal. They had not baptized, baptized anybody in so long, that it, was just, it was just storing junk. I cleaned that baby out. I prayed over it, and I said, God, I believe we're going to baptize people in this baptism. And we got a construction dumpster, and some of the people here were here when we cleaned out. That for, We cleaned that joker out out. We cleared out. And for some of us in our life, we've got to clear some things out of our life. Uh, You know, uh, less is more is a key. If you want to be successful, you need more time with less people. You need to clear out some things in in, in your schedule so you can spend time with your children, time with your spouse. Many of us have cluttered lives, and we've got to clear some things out. Maybe um, you've watched the show Hoarders. See that? If you haven't, go on demand, watch it. It's crazy. Like, I, I get so angry with these people watching them. Like, 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 I'm like, I could like just, man, I could lay hands on you. You know? <laughs> and the non just, because you walk in there and it's just sickening what they live in. Now, you watch that and you feel good. You're like, man, I got this. I'm good. But some of us in here are many hoarders, right? Here's what some of us need to do. I heard this, this crazy lady say this. You need to actually go in and think things for what they've done for you if you have a hard time getting rid of them. If you're like, I just can't do it. I got all this stuff. Thank it for it serving its purpose. And you give it away or you throw it away. But you've got to make a determination in your life and say, you know what? We are going to clear out things in our life. Because you know that hoarding is actually emotional. It's emotional. And so you have to go through it and figure out why am I keeping all this junk that doesn't really 
matter. Um, I actually went through my son's toys the other day because he's, he's almost three. And you know what? He plays with about five toys. Seriously, like, yeah, three-year-old parent, you, you know what I'm saying, five toys. And he just keeps getting more toys. People keep getting him toys. Like, no, stop. Like, we could actually probably repackage some of this. He wouldn't know because he hadn't seen it. So I, I went through and began to clean out toys. Clean out toys. Matter of fact, he has this thing of blocks. It's this big thing. And you unzip it. It's Legos. And he just, he, he just dumps it out. And then he goes and plays with something else. He never builds with it anymore. So, so you, you know what I did? I took... Almost all those blocks out, I left about a quarter in there and put them in a trash bag and put them in the attic. The other day he goes in, because I'm the one cleaning it up, right? So he goes in, he unzips it, it's like, buddy, you got to play that, don't dump it out, just pick up. And he, he looks, he's like, where'd the rest of it go? I says, you don't need it, man. You don't need it. He's like, okay. And he goes on and does what he needs to do. But that's in our life, we've got to clear some things out. We're going to cut back, we're going to clear out, and here's the last thing we're going to do. We're going to pay off. We're going to pay off. Next week, we're going to talk about stress is bad. Stress is bad. And financial stress is the number one stressor in relationships. The number one issue that brings people uh, to fights is, 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 is financial stress. And here's why we're going to pay it off. There's going to be some debts you're going to pay off this year. You're going to get Dave Ramsey crazy. When you get that first credit card paid off, you're going to go wild and pay off another one and use that money and get into snowball. And it gets crazy when you're financially free. But here's why we're going to do this. I have never heard anybody say, oh, God, I love my debt. <laughs> Those payments just give me such freedom. Like, I love writing that, that, that checkout, man, or, or that, that auto giving to Chase. It just frees me to pay that much. I love it. No one ever says, I feel so much closer to God. Because I'm in so much debt. No one ever says, man, our marriage is awesome. And here's the principle. And let me share it with you. The reason our marriage is so awesome because we're in bukus of debt. And it just makes our marriage great. Has anybody ever said that? Have you ever heard? But we go do that, don't we? We literally weigh ourselves down. If you're single here today, you're like, well, I'm not really married. It matter. Start now. You're going to pay off debts. I had a conversation with a family member who's in the early 20s. I said, you need to be investing right now. Take some, I mean, do you understand that you could be a millionaire at 50 years old if you just started putting just a little bit of money back each month? Invest a little bit of money. It's like, really? It's like, yeah. But what we do is we get strapped with debt. We put retirement off. We put our kids' education off. We put everything else off. We get everything else going. And we realize we can't focus on what really matters. What really matters. And we're going to pay off debt. See, less is more is about this. The richest people in the world are not those who have the most. It's those who need the least. It's contentment is the greatest gift that you can have. Don't content people just make you sick sometimes. How can they be so content at this job? I hate it, right? They're just like, oh, this is great. It's a gift. And, and if you've never been on a mission trip, you need to go overseas on missions. You have to. Because here's what happens. The first day that you go over there, you're in shock. How can these people live without electricity and without this? And they have dirt floors. And they're just really tiny. I mean, the, the, we actually went, myself and Doug Carr, Michael Angelili, went and built an addition for a family servant in the, in the local ministry there um, doing outreach because they were four people in one room. And all the kids and the parents slept in one bed. It's crazy. And they had three kids all on top of each other. 
And you look at them, you're like, you're in shock. You're like, I can't believe this. this is so sad. You just cry. Then day two, you're numb to it. Day two, you're numb. You're like, oh, well, yeah, this is what it is. Day three, you're low. But here's what happens. Day four, you get strangely jealous of these people. And you're saying, they have what I don't have. Their kids are outside playing with no shoes, kicking around a soccer ball, smiling, laughing. You could give them anything and they love it. We went to, 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 to the Bates out there in the sugarcane fields um, outside in, in the Dominican. Literally, these kids jumped. I had two kids on me and they were taking everything I had off. Wanting it, wanting it. One young man named Michael thought it was the greatest honor and privilege to get my Ocean Isle beach hat, which I just thought was an old hat. He was so happy and wanted a picture with me. And when you are in that environment, you realize less is actually more. They eat family dinners together. They're not scattered all the time and working and this and that and this and this. They eat dinner. They have time. They're relaxed. My life is so stressful. Guys, listen, our lives are ridiculously short. Ridiculously short. In the blink of an eye, life is over. Time really does fly. And my fear is, as we look at 2018, the rest of our lives, that we're going to focus on things that don't really matter and wake up one day and say, why didn't I focus on what really mattered? Why didn't I focus on what really mattered in my life? I want us in our lives and this year to say, I'm going to have less of what doesn't matter so I can have more of what really does matter in my life. I am going to say less is actually more. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Listen, your calling is too valuable and too great. Your time is too valuable, and our God is too good for us to waste it on pursuits that don't really matter in life. And when we get there, we say, I'm here, I'm here, and it has done nothing for me. Solomon climbed the mountain of success, and when he got there, he said, better is one handful, not the two that I have. And you know what? Whenever you have just one handful and not two, you know what happens? When you have one handful, you have time for your children. And you develop great relationships with your kids. I am convinced, I'm convinced, I'm convinced that quality time with parents is the most important thing in a child's life. Investment, not spending time, investing time. When you have only one handful, you have more time for your marriage. Parents don't split up and go, people go on dates all the time and go on vacations together and have romantic times together. Those marriages don't suffer. It's those who are working and kids that never do date nights, never do anything. They focus on what doesn't matter. See, when you have one handful, you can also help somebody out when they're in need. When you have one handful, less is more, stress is bad, giving is good, and tomorrow matters. I want to pray for us today, guys, if you will. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word, God. And God, we would rather have one verse that we can live out than 10,000 that we don't live. So today, God, we are thankful that you inspired Solomon 
to give us insight and wisdom that better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Father, we pause right now. We ask you to help us to internalize this message that less is more, that less is more. God, I pray you would speak to us as individuals and God, if we're married to our spouses and for us to have conversations about what really matters, conversations about the most important things in life. God, show us where we can cut back, clear out, and pay off. Give us a holy pursuit to focus on the things that matter. God, we thank you that you sent your son to die on the cross for us and rise again to wash away our sins. May we in 2018 focus on the relationship with you, which is the most important relationship we'll ever have. We ask for that today. And right now, church, as we're praying and we have this sacred moment, as we look at the start of this year, maybe today you've come to Thrive Church and you know today is the day for you to give your life to Jesus. You came to church knowing, man, I want to get my relationship with God in order and in priority. I want to focus on what really matters, which is that. Today, if you want to start a relationship with God through Jesus, and it's for the first time ever, or maybe you're coming back to the Lord, or maybe you've walked away and strayed like we all do. You can walk 30,000 steps from God, but you're ever only one step away. No matter how far you run, you're only one step away. Maybe today is your day where you say, Kevin, I'm returning to the Lord. Or for the first time ever, I'm making a commitment. I'm going to follow Jesus in 2018. I'm going to make him my Savior. If that's you today, I'm going to count to three. And when I get to three, I want you just to lift that hand high. This is between me, you, and God. I'm not going to embarrass you or call you out. But I want you to make a commitment to Jesus today. Between me, you, and God. One, two, three. That's me, Kevin. I came to church today. Hands going up everywhere. Amen. I, I came to church today for this very reason. This is the day. Right where you're sitting right now, I want you to pray this prayer with me. It's a confession of faith. And so right where you're sitting, pray this. You say,